0: being a member of a credit union and saying, oh, I'm a member owner of this credit union will never make me or my family wealthy. That is not going to happen. But this bank has the opportunity to do that, not just for myself. It is absolutely not about Rashonda, but about our, for our community, for those who choose to be part of the investor um, profile of this bank.
1: Hey, it's Breaking Barriers, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging podcast. We're here for real talk. We're not afraid to go there. And we want you to come away emboldened and energized to take action and make change. We believe our diversity, our differences, when joined together by a common set of ideals, makes us stronger. When I set out to help someone, uh, it is my intention to do just that. I'm not trying to do anything other than meet
2: somebody at their humanity. Your world has changed, but your dreams shouldn't have to. That's why Kirkwood is your next best step. With affordable, flexible, and close-to-home options, now's a great time to start or finish your Kirkwood degree. Learn more at kirkwood.edu slash findyourfuture. Displaced or discouraged at work, Kirkwood can help you learn a new skill or totally reinvent yourself for a brand new career. With so many flexible and affordable options, you can get back on track fast. Learn more at Kirkwood.edu slash find your future.
1: What's happening? What's happening, world? We're back for another episode again of Breaking Barriers, brought to you by our five-star presenting sponsor, Kirkwood Community College, and our several sponsor, Rise to Greatness, formerly known as Perfect Game Cares. Thanks so much for your support. Got my home, girl. Right here with me, Joey. Excited,
3: excited. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. This This on today, International Women's Day, that we're recording, not when it actually will air, but just so you know that it's, I couldn't think of somebody more appropriate to have than yeah that is true. today, and you're going to learn about her in a minute. So.
1: Excited. How you doing, Nick? Other co-host, Nick Ford. I'm good hanging in there. You, I'm hanging in there. Good so. to see you, homie. Good deal. Good
3: deal. Well, tell us
2: a little bit about our rock star. So Rashonda Young is the co-founder of Bank of Jabez, a black owned bank and community development financial institution, CDFI. That's being organized in Waterloo, Iowa. Also the director of 24 seven blacks, black business entrepreneurship Accelerator program, which assists black business owners with developing marketing and selling their business ideas. I believe that's the first one in Iowa, correct? Yes. So she also uh, founded Popcorn Heaven, a gourmet popcorn chain. Now I didn't know about that. I like some popcorn. To,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh, that opened Waterloo in 2014 and then sold the chain in 2019. She licensed it in six states. Wow. All Midwest states? Or all over different places?
0: No. All different places? All over. Okay. Yep, California to D.C. Wow.
2: Yeah. Um, And you've been a landlord for a while. I'm getting ready to get out of that business. I'm excited (laughs) about that. Uh, Native of Waterloo, Iowa. Graduated with a B.A. from Wartburg College. That was hard for a co-grad to say. That's why we made him read it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At least I didn't have to wear Warbreak socks. <laughs> um, she has been an active local national voice on working <laughs> family issues, advocating for pay equity for women, equitable health care, and many other issues that will benefit working families. And in her spare time, as we talked about before the show, she loves gardening, is very active in her church and serves on several boards. So Roshana, thanks for joining us today and really excited about this
3: and yeah. heard about where we're at Thanks with the bank. Thanks for
2: having
1: mm. me. We're on video too, so I want the YouTubers to see that I'm happy you're here. Exactly, yep.
3: exactly. <laughs> Let's kick it off. What you want to talk about? I got lots of questions for her. Well, I guess I'll get to go first. Yeah. Like, I know Roshanda, uh very well. She is a dear, dear, dear person and just has so many gifts and talents. But it's funny when you know somebody, you've probably, you know, you never say, well, how did you get started? Like, that's just not something right. that comes up in conversation. And so you all know this is my question because I love for our audience to hear like people's journeys because sometimes people think the road to success is so direct, right? Or you always knew that you were going to be where you're at today, yesterday. And for most of us, that's not how it works. Like it's very curved and, you know, and all of these other things. And so, so Rashonda. When you started really getting involved as a Black woman entrepreneur in Iowa, what really set you on that path? What was like the catalyst to, and maybe we'll just even go back to like Popcorn Heaven or some of your earlier ventures.
0: Okay, so I'm actually going to take you back a little further than that even. So uh, when I went to Wartburg, um, (laughs) Nick, Wartburg, (laughs) Um, when I went there... (laughs) I was there on academic scholarships. And one of the scholarships, four year scholarship, we'd have this banquet every semester. And at the banquet, they would talk about this four for 40 plan. And the four for 40 plan was four years of college for 40 years of a good job. My 18, 19 year old mind could not wrap around that. I was like, what, that sounds miserable but I'm grateful because these people have given me a lot of money. So I'm like, okay, you got to figure out how you can sit through these banquets every year and change this whole narrative of four for 40 for yourself. So I thought about it a whole lot and I was like, okay, the four, I got to get out of here in four years because I don't have money to pay for (laughs) anything beyond that. My scholarships end and the 40 became figure out how you are not working for somebody else Mm -hmm. and working just for a paycheck by the time you're 40. And Mm -hmm. so my four for 40 plan became, you know, figure this out. So with that came the knowledge that you'll never get a pension from anybody. That's not going to (laughs) happen. So figure out how you can get some residual income uh some assets maybe you can sell down the road anything but you got to figure this out because you know you're already halfway to 40. so that's how it all kind of started that four for 40 plan
2: that's so you still have about 15 years to go right
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right yeah
1: (laughs) listen Rashonda, i've been wanting to ask you this i mean you're a black woman in a space financial space, banking at that, not just financial services, but banking that's primarily dominated by white men. So how have you gained the respect mm-hmm. of your peers over the time in the space? Have you been building the, the bank? How, how are you gaining that respect in the, in these rooms? How's it working for you? You
0: know, it actually has been a lot smoother and easier than I had anticipated it being. Um, I I will say, I believe some of the things that I've done in the past have have encouraged that, Um, not just the business ventures, but also some of the battles that I fought that I did not plan for them to be publicly known battles, but they became publicly known battles. And I believe that People can see I'm not just talking. Uh, it is. It will take like the hand of God <laughs> um, to stop me from doing the things that I set out to do. Um, fear is a normal part of life, but we don't live there. And I believe that when you can walk into a room and people can see the confidence of not cockiness, but the confidence of, I'm supposed to be here Mm -hmm. Um, and never in my head thinking that this is a space just for, you know, wealthier white men. Like this is a space that was created for all of us and more of us need to be here. I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. So I believe when you can walk into a space just with the, the knowledge of there's nobody here that is any more worthy of being here than the next person. And that includes me. So
2: there's not many things that ventures I think I could not try to do Sorry, a bank scares the crap out of me. <laughs> so uh, why the bank and, and I mean, you're, why, I mean, why, why the bank? I mean, I understand why the bank we understand, but for, for our listeners, you know, why, why is that the route that you're taking and, and talk about that journey? I mean, it, it can't be easy. I mean, otherwise everyone would be doing it, but. Um, you know, great kudos for you for doing it. But I mean, that, that's one thing that's like, wow, I couldn't even imagine where you would start. So, so love wow. to hear that story. Why yeah, a bank? In the yeah. beginning,
0: I couldn't either. <laughs> Why a bank? See, so, yeah, in the beginning, I couldn't, I didn't imagine either because the thing that a lot of people don't realize is I've never been a banker. I've never been a teller. I've never worked in a bank. Uh Wow. So, you would think, of course, why
2: the access
0: to right, <laughs> the access to capital had been an issue that was dear to my heart for many years. Uh, from being an entrepreneur to running my uh, biological dad's companies for nine years, to helping other Black and women business owners. As they were franchising uh, Popcorn Heaven, seeing the difference in how we are treated when we walk into a bank and when we're dealing with bankers, as compared to my white male counterparts, uh, and I've got you know white male friends who are in you know the real estate space or entrepreneurs, and they are generally floored by some of the stories that I tell of my experiences and you know I have often tried to help and connect me and and that's helped at times but one story so i i've, I've seen the discrimination firsthand but it was in march of 2019 when i had gone to a local bank i've been dealing with for 7 years when i started dealing with them uh, there was a, a friend of mine who was a vp and he knew my story and he says, Rashonda, we will treat you, we will treat you well here. And he walks me in to uh the commercial lender's office and they treated me really well. But when my friend and the commercial lender I worked with left and in March of 2019, I call for a deal that would have been so simple with the two of them there, I am ignored. My phone calls are not returned for days the emails are not responded to and then when i do get a call back and that person on the other end of the line says you know we don't want you at our bank um you need to move your accounts and if you don't we're going to foreclose on you and take everything that you own and they from that moment i'm just like are we having this conversation in march of 2019 and at how are you going to foreclose on me when I'm not behind with you? It's like, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll do it. And wow. they went about for the next year making my life as miserable as they could, as they did many illegal things. And I fought against it and ended up winning. Um, you know, nice. it, it was a David and Goliath type of a story. You've got a billion dollar bank and you've got me. Who is just this little bulldog who is not about to, you know, back down? It didn't matter how big that giant was, and you know, and actually ended up prevailing there. And you actually ended but up. My question was like, God, what? Rashonda, mm-hmm.
3: even elaborate too, because I don't know. Like I know the story I do about too. Yeah, how, I don't. I, I, how you and, ended but in DC and things like that, but could you even expand on that? Like where overall that journey even took you? Because I remember you ended up like you just did some amazing things for the country as a whole.
1: Yeah. Your work went national. So talk, tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So even before, even before the battle began with the bank, I had been pushing so hard. I've spoken in DC uh, before Congress on several occasions, uh, Lots of, lots of national things that, that I've done. And I'm always, it's always surprising to me when local people know what I've done. So I'm like, I don't tell anybody. I know. That's all <laughs> um, I <know>. So, but <laughs> We know you. <laughs> so um, I've, been, I've been pushing uh, some of the bigger names in politics around access to capital issues. And everybody thought it was a great idea but nobody was willing to really go after it. And I got a call in May of 2019. After all this had happened with the bank and I'm trying to figure out what do I need to do? Because I'm not just going to sit here and let this happen. And I get a call from a national small business organization. I was on the board of saying, hey, I know you've been uh, really, really passionate about access to capital. do you have any kind of stories or evidence of, of anything that could be used in a lawsuit against the Con- consumer financial protection bureau or the CFPB? Um, and I was like, well, as yes. a matter of fact, I have a lot of information. And so they said, so they said, yeah, there's a Hispanic group in California and they were approaching a white female business owner in Oregon. And if I could join in and had compelling evidence that we would bring this lawsuit against the CFPB because there are laws on the books that help to deter discrimination, you know, within the banking industry, but nobody's enforcing the laws. Um, There's nothing in place to even start to enforce the laws. They're just on the books basically for GP. Wow. And so we filed that lawsuit. I'm trying to think, I don't remember if it was August or September, of 2019 and you know you're going against the federal government so we're kind of like all right well you know we'll just we're we're preparing for a long ride Um, our group was actually notified at the end of December of 2019 after you know the initial set of of uh, allegations come back denied 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 we're notified you know it's a couple months later that we've won the lawsuit Um, and so it became public in February of 2020. Um, And so I guess this was me just being completely naive. I did not think, you know, nobody's watching this, (laughs) Um, but obviously people were watching it. And um, we, as a group, the Hispanic group, myself and um, Sally in Oregon, we were part of a group that basically was the oversight group to make sure that the CFPB followed all of the deadlines and timelines and enacted, put in place everything that needed to be put in place um, to enforce these laws. And so that all was done uh, April of this year. Nice. I'm not so sure I'm more impressed by Deadlines it. and
2: everything was put in place. I'm not sure I'm more impressed by the starting the bank or the fact that you got a lawsuit done to the government in less than a year? And you, and you won. And you won. I mean, that's, that's pretty unheard of. So, um, pretty impressive. So,
0: yeah, it was unheard of for us too.
2: So recently, I saw some articles float about about the equal equal lending in the farm community and agricultural, with a lot of lawsuits and stuff. And which you know, we talked about your gardening, and obviously we're in Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. how how does that affect the the climate out there too? The landscape, you know, when we see enough of those things come out. Um, you know, in addition to, to your suit. Yeah, and we're starting to see more of it last, I'd say half decade. Mm-hmm. You know, are we, are we getting finally to a place where yes. it's starting to get better or is it still an uphill
0: battle? So I, I believe both. I believe um, it gets better because of conversations. It gets better because there are people out there who um, are saying like, this is what is going on and it's actually being believed there's data there are things there to say like these things are true um and even though people may know sometimes the the data has to be there for people to say okay well i guess this is this is a thing um so i say in that way yes it's getting better but when it comes to the banking industry and, and some people will say well if you help to get these laws in place for you know, the banks to actually not discriminate, why would you still go through the process of starting a bank? Well, <laughs> it's obvious to most people that there are, are laws out there because people break them all the time. Um, and so if these banks don't actually want to follow the rules, they will figure out ways around them. Mm-hmm. Um there are ways to figure out how to break laws that are on the books. Policies for the policies. At the end of the day, right. And so at the end of the day, my thought is to change these cultures within the financial industry that have been in place for decades and some more than a hundred years is really difficult. It is really difficult because it is threaded throughout the fiber of of what these banks have stood for, and to break that down in the matter of, you know, okay, this law was was signed, uh, and this is in place. That is very difficult. That's actually more difficult than creating the culture, the organization that you want to see. And all too often, you know, we're at the mercy, as generally black and brown people, we're at the mercy of many people who. Today, our our cause might be important, but tomorrow there's something else that's more important, and we're right back where we started. Mm-hmm. And so, even with um, the farming, I think is that's so important to be highlighting, especially right now. Um, and I, I should have an opportunity uh, in September to um, speak on a panel about the NDC uh, about the Black farming
1: access to capital issues. So. You know, you, you, when you say daunting, and Nick, you said it earlier, and this is why I commend you what you're doing. I want to give some numbers to our audience that I looked up last night because it blows me away that I'm looking at a woman in my state doing what you do. And so I just want to put this in perspective for our listeners. Mm-hmm. And this is as of last year. Of the 5,000 U.S. banks, the number, the, the number of Black-owned banks dropped from 19 it dropped to 19 from 49 just 20 years ago Wow! so we've lost uh, we had almost 50 black-owned banks 20 years ago and today we only have 19 and the reason is because of what you said that we're being starved for capital it's making it may blows like the great recession worse um and then the survivors collectively they've increased the of the 19 banks they've increased their assets by 30 percent over this 20-year period the 10 biggest banks in the world, in America, in that same period, increased their assets threefold, three times. Wow. And and it's because mm. of they are keeping money from the black banks. They're deliberately keeping money.
3: So Even though dang. it's written into a lot of yeah. um, uh, banking, like if they're a CDFI, they're so, aren't they supposed to have to support some CDFIs and things like that? Like there's money that comes into banks that has to go out to community members? hmm I don't know.
0: Yes. So if, after a bank is to be a certain size, um, they have to have CRA or Community Reinvestment Act credits. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of times those credits can come simply from supporting minority banks, um, CDFIs as well. But right. yeah, a lot of that can come Here's from, the Here's from the sources.
1: eye-opening. I guess I kind of knew it, but you don't know it till you see it. But the eye-opening thing to me was... One of the other biggest reasons is that we talk about the wealth gap, because the white families over years could continue to invest in banks, invest in banks, invest in banks, and it compounds and compounds and compounds. And banks get
3: um, bailouts. And banks where, get bail- Yeah. Where we can't get reparations. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Needs some reparations. Just saying, right? <laughs> you know, it's daunting when you think of, it. and that's
1: how you can you can connect social. You can connect what happens in America. To the, the the wealth gap, and you can tie that right directly to the banks. Yeah. How does that? What yes. doesn't that keep you up at night? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, yes and no. <laughs> um, but when when I really when I really think about like the wealth gap, and a lot of people did ask and still ask. why would you start a a bank over a credit union like why, why would you do that credit union is more community focused and wealth generation for our community is a prime reason why we're starting a bank over a credit union because we can invest and buy into this bank and as we grow and succeed as a people those who have invested into this this bank, because we don't normally get these opportunities to actually invest into a bank, to own this bank. And so as, as we grow, our people's wealth can grow with it. With the credit union, I respect the credit union model. And the thing that I also say is that, yes, it's member owned, but if I leave that credit union, all I'm getting is what I put in there. Mm. I'm not getting a share of, the growth and prosperity of this as I'm investing into it, being a member of a credit union and saying, oh, I'm a member owner of this credit union will never make me or my family wealthy. That is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But this bank has the opportunity to do that, not just for myself. It is absolutely not about Rashonda, but about our for our community, for those who choose to be part of the investor um, profile of this bank. So one of the things, you so know, we talk. So about, there's sorry. that, and then of course there's you know, oh, and then of course there's the fact that you know there will be equitable lending, and there's there's with the equitable and lending jobs comes and black comes ownership and <laughs> all of those things, right? Uh, all of those things.
1: So. You're to say something, Nick?
2: Well, it's just you know, you, yeah. uh, in my mind, there's there's the two aspects: yeah, the banking industry, and then there's venture capital too, right? I mean, there's also the big story that uh, there's no venture capital either. Unless you look like me, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. every way possible. I mean, any whether it's gender or or uh, you know, any other groups. How does is that your next battle after this one? Is the is the venture capital side? Yes. I, mean, um, I mean, you're already taken on the notion, so the uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> so it's just, yeah, so the, the venture it's like, capital piece, yeah. <laughs> so yeah the venture capital piece is is really big i mean the percentage of venture capital funds that uh, blacks get it is so minuscule um it is a space that more of us need to be in to be the venture capitalist <laughs> instead of mm-hmm. always going to others and and once again with the bank it is not just this bank, um, hopefully influencing some some of the other banks as well. Um, And some of the connections and relationships around the country that I've been able to make with other black business owners who are doing some incredible things. And they have the means to actually um, pool funds together. And some of them are at a point where they could do it just on their own, but creating venture capital funds and so really expanding this whole thing about venture capital beyond just let me just keep trying to make people accept me who don't want to accept me um let me keep you know going up against this particular brick wall that i'm not breaking through you know let me build a whole other wall that has a door and I can actually walk through it and not just me, but other people. And so um, there's so much more that's going on, so much more going on beyond what people may think or see here in the state of Iowa uh, for what we're doing. I mean, its I've been all across the country um, pretty quietly, but um, making a splash in the places that I go, um, just really trying to set the foundation for change
1: That is so much bigger than this thing. Right. Well, you know, I I I did a little other research on you as well. And I'm glad that you you you, I heard you say quietly and it triggered because I remember, I don't know, it was maybe a year ago. Um, I remember you putting a post on LinkedIn. It was like uh it was like, I think it was something like, somebody told me that I need to be out here on LinkedIn a little more. So today's my post. So you're kind of a quiet. You're kind of a quiet lion. Mm-hmm. You do your business, and you don't want no recognition. You just do it. But how, how is that? How's that impacting you personally? Because I, I don't. I don't know if you're an introvert or extrovert, but I that that resonated with me. And then I heard you say it again today. I've been all over the country quietly, and you kind of just do your quiet business. So how how is this publicity? Yes. I guess. And you said it again earlier. I didn't. I didn't know anybody knew anything about the national work I was doing? We do. You gotta know I knew that. (laughs) We do. (laughs) How does it feel to you? Because I, I I
0: imagine that you don't care about all that. I could care less about recognition. Like it, that does not matter. It's all about impact, the work. You know that. That's it. That's all that really matters to me is that the work gets done. Yeah. Um, So as you can see, this very introverted person is sitting on her porch. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, as, as much as, as possible for myself, I need, um, I just need solitude just to be able to focus and get things done. Yeah. Um, I love people. I really do love people, uh, but I get energized by my alone time, um, and which is probably why I love gardening so much too. It's just me and the plants. She's one of the most <laughs> And, and a lot of people. thought. Yeah. Rashanda,
3: you are one of the most selfless people I've ever met. Like, she just gives and gives and gives mm, right. of herself to people and pours into people.
1: And I think that's important that people see the image of a person, right? Like, I don't think you do it on purpose, but I, I picked up on that. I've known you for a long time, but I don't know you personally. Mm-hmm. But I, I picked up on, I believe you're an introvert. I picked up on She's a Quiet Storm because... And I and I know you're God fearing because I I was reading it and I just know you a little bit, but mm-hmm. it, it amazes me the work that you do and and the 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 mountains you've climbed without screaming from the top of them when you get there. <laughs> so right. so thank you for screaming with yeah, us today. Right. <laughs> thank you for letting us let you scream about it today. I mean I'm you're not welcome. someone who's
2: starstruck very much. I mean I had brothers play pro baseball and I knew people in politics. <laughs> i actually at odd today. I mean this is it's it really is it's like just a little overwhelming <laughs> for me because it's so impressive seeing what, what you're doing. And, and again, like, like you said, without wanting the recognition, without mm. it's, it's the, the impact is, is there. And, um, you know, I just can't wait to see where this next, even next steps go. Right. I have so. to say
3: that we helped to help launch the yeah. black business and entrepreneurship accelerator. And, I, and she knows I love to tell the story. Cause I, I called and I was like, I, I think you're the person for it. And I, I think, I think, but I don't know how I'm going to pay you. I have no <laughs> details about any of these things. And she was like, okay, joy, let's do it. And I'm just like, that's just right. the person that she is. Like she just tirelessly, not tirelessly. Cause I, I imagine we all get tired, but you continuously yeah. give of yourself. And it's, it's very, it's never about you, but always about like the greater good. And so, Friend to friend, I want to ask, how are you taking care of you, friend? Because you are so too. busy. Other than gardening. <laughs> we know gardening's there. Did I, I yeah. know gardening's there. But how <laughs> how does this um, quiet giant, this, this quiet lion that you are, how do you replenish and make sure that you're experiencing self-care and things?
0: Yeah, so in addition to the gardening, which is a huge part of Especially, you know, this time of year, this season of life, it is a huge part of what I call my therapy, like that just being out there is so good for me. Um, But the other thing is having my daily routine that really fuels and feeds me. So every morning I get up and without, I mean, every morning it is Bible time, reflection, spending time with God, spending time in meditation every single morning before talking to anyone, before checking an email, um, that is priority always. And I had to, it was 2016 when I had to get back to that because I found myself just being tugged by this person and that person. And that time that I needed before my day started, I was letting other people just really eat into that. And that is like non-negotiable now. Um, so every single day since 2016, February, that's how I start my day. Um, I, I regularly, you know, make sure that I am out in nature, walking, um, spending time with, with friends, uh, really close, you know, friends. Uh, I'm not a, a big crowd person, um, but, you know, just, just having some time with with close friends, family, spending time in nature and making sure that I block off that me time, that me and God fuel me and get me ready for the daytime every single day.
2: Yeah. And just so our listeners know, she doesn't do anything small. She gardens a quarter of an acre, you said? <laughs> it's not a small garden. Yeah. That's not like my backyard yeah. little plot, you know, it's, she gardens. No. So I think what I hear you saying is for your listeners yeah. is
1: w- whatever it is, if you're God fearing or whatever you're your solitude is, it's, um, that's important for your, for your health and for, for your, for your health and for you to get through the day and be able to, to move forward and stay motivated. So uh, for our listeners,
2: whatever it is,
0: definitely just kind that time out for myself.
2: So where are we at with the bag? what's What's our update? What's the status?
0: Oh goodness. Yes. There's, there's so many good things that are going on. Um, so many good things. So we do have um a location that has been secured. I'm not at liberty to publicly. Oh, but I think I say. I think I know too. Um, me too. <laughs> I ain't gonna say no, yeah. but I think I know. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So when, when we stop recording, it will. Okay. About, but, uh, but in the little yeah, so uh, Cedar Valley area. Been, yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, so so that's been an amazing. Um, happening. Uh, we've had an amazing amount of support from the Black and African community over the last two months. It has been an amazing outpouring of financial support uh, to make sure that like, they're part of it. And like this is something that we're doing. So that has been amazing. Uh, we are working uh, towards getting our FDIC application in and we also are continuing to look for an iowa chartered bank to purchase so um that's something that the iowa division of banking has been encouraging us to do um for the last year is to find iowa chartered banks that we could that we could purchase particularly because iowa actually has the second largest number of bank charters in the country which it doesn't really even seem right, but it, second largest number of bank charters. And a lot of them are are owned by you know, older people whose children maybe have moved away, not interested in taking over the bank, and they don't want to leave communities of people unbanked. And so um, so we're also searching for good opportunities for banks to buy.
1: And they would roll under, they would just become Bank of Jabez and-
0: Bank of JBS.
1: Yep. Awesome. yep. That's great stuff. So, That's great stuff. So
0: yeah, so those are, are some of the updates we're we're really pushing um, to actually be launching in the first quarter. Wow. Of of twenty four. So excited for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. what keeps you up at night? Yeah. What keep, what keeps you up at night? In your world?
0: You know, my mind is hard to turn my mind off. there's there's so many things to do. Um, so I think a lot of times it's just it's just turning off all of all of the noise. What helps me with that is having a routine at night where I think about what are the most important things that you need to get done the next day and writing those things down. And when I know that this is written down, the next day has some kind of form to it, um, then I can rest.
1: Awesome. So, I call those brush your teeth yeah. moments. Where mm-hmm. it's just you yourself and, and you're figuring out what, what's next for me. What what can I yes. do?
2: That's awesome. After, I'm always looking for tips because I can't sleep yep.
3: at night. <laughs> <laughs> Rashonda, after the bank, kind of along <laughs> the line of what Anthony said, after the bank launches successfully, because another interesting thing about Rashonda is like she's launching the bank but she, I, you're not planning to be the CEO, though, are you? I am not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so isn't that interesting? Will, yeah. I'll be on the board. Yes. Okay. She's going to be on the board.
3: Literally, <laughs> I'll doing be on the this, board, but no. This huge project that she's going to eventually have to hand her baby over oh. for somebody else to manage, but still be a part of the board. When that happens, right, Rashonda, mm-hmm. then what's going to be next for the Rashonda yeah. Young?
0: So I'm also working on a really big real estate development project right now. Um, so that, you know, I've got a little timeline for, for when that will be, construction will start and when that'll finish. And so that's all, that's also timed right after bank launch for construction to start on that. Um, and I'm not sure, like there's always, there are all these big things that, In my head, I'm like, gosh, I wonder if there's a way that I could impact this for good. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, just praying about like, man, this is an issue. Like, is there anything I can do? So as you know, Joy, you know me well, um, there will be other things that I start to sink my teeth into of how can I have some impact? I I just always think with life, like, yeah, we're put here to you know enjoy life but we're also put here for purposes mm-hmm. and there's so much that we can do when we really focus on like what is my purpose for being here and how do i fulfill that purpose mm-hmm. and just you know just really thinking through that and what things can can i do to impact this world for the better
2: are there any small projects i was (laughs) like wow i mean well
1: those
0: two yes (laughs) so
1: so Rashana, uh put yourself in the room with uh five little little black girls they're gazing in your eyes and they're looking for direction they're 12 what do you give me a couple things you're going to tell those 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 five black girls in order to be successful in life what are you going to talk to them about
0: Uh, One is know how valuable you are, understand your worth, um, know that uh, you were made for a big purpose, and no matter what anybody tells you, you are so needed in this world. And so really, really trying to help them with identity, identifying themselves with being created on purpose for a purpose and that purpose is greatness um so that would be one um the next would be you know like again around purpose is not letting anybody discourage you from your dreams because you may dream something really big and the next person can't see it so they may try and tear it down it just means that they haven't learned to dream as big as you have yet. right so don't let their small dreams diminish yours yes um, and then the third thing is like not living life in fear like fear is it can be a healthy part of life but you can't live there you cannot live in fear um, you won't accomplish anything if you're always if you're always afraid um, get yourself a mentor a good mentor uh, who can help guide you. Because that will help you when you've got these dream stillers and you start to get a little bit afraid about some things that you're that you're looking to do. So get yourself a good mentor. don't live life in fear you are here, you live one time in this life and you know just make it the best like create that canvas of life that you want to see like you've got especially when I'm talking to young people I I liken it to you have this clean, Canvas that you can paint and create the scene that you want for your life. What do you want that to be? And and I generally offer like, what can I do to help you mm-hmm. make this picture reality? So those are the things that I love talking to kids. Right, I'm
1: and that wasn't just for little black I, girls. Just, that was for all kids. But that was where my mind was. I wasn't thinking just I,
2: kids. I mean, <laughs> right. Even adults, right? <laughs> adults, yes. yeah. We some adults were
3: talking too. earlier um, when I was. I'd call Anthony on the drive down here, just talking economic development. Rashawn and I friends. So she, we get together and we'd like just dream, like we dream. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. and so we were having this conversation yes. about being in spaces sometimes too, um, where because God didn't give that vision to somebody else that they're like, well, no, you can't do that. But I thought about like so many of the things that have, have really got started and made an impact there oftentimes was like a lone person that was like, we need to make this happen. Right. And they didn't wait for the city or the state or president of so-and-so organization. They, they built their own momentum. And then once the momentum started, other people started to plug in, but they had to trust in what that God-given instinct. I'm a faith-based person, Mm faith-based person. But so I would go with, for me, it's definitely God-given, but like, what, whether you believe in wherever you believe in whatever you, your power is you have, to, you have yeah. to trust in that and go and understand that us sitting here we might not have the same vision, right? Like he has a purpose for you and he has a purpose for me, he has a purpose for you. And so maybe they'll align at some point, but they might not always be in that. And so how do you move forward? So I love that Rashonda because I think that's been like a theme of our day today. Yes. Yeah. Definitely it really has.
1: Awesome. It really has. Um on that note, and maybe I missed this if I did. So who is that person in, in your life that said, you know what, like you've had joy, that person said, you can, you can do this. We're going to do this. Who, who is that person in your life? I might've missed it. Did you say your your mother maybe, or was this, did I miss that?
0: I, I don't think I said, but I, I would say that it, it is my, my mom. Now she's, she was one who was never one to put pressure on me. I, I always put pressure on myself. It, I still laugh with some of my um high school friends now because you know my mom would say you know if if you don't get an a in every class it's okay and my response is it's midterms i've got a b plus in this class i'm on punishment i can't have phone calls i can't i can't hang out with friends i got to get this up because we can't pay for college and so my friends would call and you know, she's like, you know, such and such is on the phone, and I'm like, you know, I'm on punishment <laughs> now. It's self inflicted punishment. <laughs> you put yourself on punishment, right. but she, yes, I would put myself on punishment. So, but I, I say it's her because she never pressured me, but she was always right there behind me, never telling me that I couldn't do something. Um, so sometimes it's not even a person to even just, you know, say, Oh, you could or should do this, but just that person who is there cheering you on as you get all these big ideas in your head. Um, and that definitely has been her.
1: That's great. great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted with joy. I'm not not sure where to go from here. Any, any thoughts from you two? (laughs)
2: I've been awestruck since the beginning of this. So um <laughs> well you when, know, when's the book coming out? When are you writing a book? That's the one thing we ever heard. When's the book coming wow. out?
0: Is that in the works? That is that is funny. One of one of the uh, entrepreneurs who went through the um, BBEA cohort uh, is an author and she helps you with writing books. And so we've had quite a few conversations mm. around what that looks like. So Sometime
3: after the bank launch, we, right. we probably I love that. will actually yeah. do something with that. Yeah. Well, thank you. No, I I just this has been and again, Rashan is just so inspiring. Yeah. We, some of why we do this is because we just have the, uh, the benefit of having proximity to so many great people, and it's funny too because for people that are just getting to know Iowa, you you, you just got to connect with us because we have some. Absolutely amazing talent here, right? And yeah. and a lot of times, again, our Iowa nature, I think, is to be kind of quiet, and we don't like we don't mm-hmm. really we don't want to say it. But then when you talk to us, like the things that we are doing, like I've been other places too across the country, where I'm like, okay, so this is what's happening where I'm from. What's happening where you're from? And people are like, whoa all that's happening where you're from, but Iowa nature, we're just not set up necessarily to be like super boastful or things like that. And so, and maybe that's some of why we have, um, we get some of the, so many gifts we have because we tend to think about the greater good, the mission and thing. not everyone, but in, Mm -hmm. but in general, I think that's, that's a mid Midwest specifically Iowa thing. So I am so proud of you, Rashonda. I cannot wait to open my account at the bank. Yeah. I'm going to make with my $5. I'm going to make an investment. No, no, I'm going to put more <laughs> in my account, but I want to have an account and I want to be an investor. So yep. I got to, I got to, I got to start saving so I can be a big investor into the bank. You, need, you, you
2: need to win that lottery and then just put you a got, bunch in there. You got three to, here. yeah,
3: here. Yes, definitely got investors here. And I love that. <laughs> you said that too, partner, because to be an investor in the bank, you don't have to just be black, right? Like it's right. it's if you're white and you are an ally wow. or supportive, this is going to be remarkable for like everyone It's going yeah. to, if I remember correctly, we're going to, it's going to be online and all the things. And so definitely our, our, our white yes. allies do support, like don't see our businesses as that's something just for them. Right. It's right. not actually like really the success we want. We want you to see it as yes, it's a black owned business and, and that that matters, but we wanted to see it as a viable business that you can support. And that's that so, so
1: important, not just for, for Rashana, but generally because mm-hmm. the point is black owned businesses aren't just for black people, mm-hmm. right? It's to, we, we promote black owned businesses right. because we want people to know in this world that black people can own businesses. Exactly. And I'll say it. Like DeSantis said, we don't just do blacksmiths. We own stuff when we can not own stuff. So let me just call that out. My point right. is, to, to white folks, people of color, anybody, black businesses are for black owners, but they're not for black people. We want everybody to buy. the. What's the, the term you used earlier, Joy? We was talking about what, uh, um, what's that term
3: um, where everybody you
1: know, rises? Uh,
3: oh, um, um, um. A, a rising, a rising tide lifts off ships. It's usually, yeah, you know, so yeah. but that's another way. Universal, universal, um, yeah. universal yeah. yeah. Targetism, yeah. universal, universal, universal
1: you, targetism. That's really all this says. Right? Yes. Universal targetism. Uh, uh, lend our black businesses a, a system, and
2: everybody will win.
1: Exactly. So thank you for what you're doing. Yeah. We, we love you for that. Any last words? Uh, what y'all? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out of, I'm out of accolades. I know, right? <laughs> Any any last words from you that you could share with our, our listeners uh, about your journey and, and what may motivate them, particularly our black and brown uh, uh, folks that are on this business owner journey?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it has not been an easy journey. You know, a lot of times people will see where you're at and they think it just went like this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it did not. It absolutely did not. Um, we can see the other side of the victories, but people didn't see all that happened as I went through all these things to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. And you have to be willing to go through some things and keep pushing because like, these are your dreams. Don't let anybody steal them. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. it, it It is not going to be easy. There are gonna be some bumpy roads Uh, You've got to be able to surround yourself with some people and be able to tap into whatever your source is to be able to to handle some of the things that will come your way. It's not even if they come your way. It's life. Things will come your way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just don't give up. Don't give up. Give up. Thank you you so so much for for having me. I so appreciate having this conversation.
1: Thank you so much. We We appreciate you. Appreciate your time.
3: Yeah, thank our sponsors. Yeah, thank awesome. you.
2: Uh, thank you again for joining us today. I mean, this is, this is really truly a, pro- a pleasure for for us. A uh, big shout out to our five-star presenting sponsor, partner, Kirkwood Community College. I appreciate your partnership in this podcast. Big thanks to our silver diversity sponsor, Rise to Greatness. And I gave also give a thanks to our Friends of Breaking Barriers supporters, Community Savings Bank, and Title Link and Barnes DDS. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up and send your questions, comments, suggestions to info at toprankculture.com. So, awesome. you Anthony?
1: Thank you. Thank you to our listeners, continue to like, continue to share, continue to to listen to these episodes. We drop these twice a month and we look forward to having this episode drop real soon. Uh and we want you to enjoy it. So so thanks a lot.
3: And to stay on when we hang out. So yes.
2: We can- <laughs> yeah, we can get so some we can- some more <laughs> skinny so. Keep breaking barriers. Keep
1: yeah. breaking
3: barriers out there.
1: Thank you for your time.
3: <laughs> thanks. Advancing equity is not a one-year project. It's a
1: generational commitment.
0: There are too few people in the world willing to be the domino. Too few people willing to take that fall.